Next on BYU Sports Nation, evaluating expectations. BYU football at 5-2 and two with five regular season games to play. What do you project now? Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Ty Detmer evaluates Tanner Mangum's freshman playback of Bo Hodge and Ty's nephew, Coy. Plus BYU basketball all access with freshman guard Nick Emery, why he feels like this will be a special season. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, October 21st. More on why that's significant in just a moment. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with DeLorean mechanic, Jerem Jordan. It's back to the future day. Back to the future 2 specifically. They go into the future from 1985 to October 21st, 2015 at 4.29 p.m. Marty. I I love those movies. We've been watching various clips this morning. I watched a CNN video where... What 2015, what Back to the Future got right in 2015 and wrong. It was interesting. Close. No hoverboards. Like closer than you would think. Yeah. The Cubs are within a game of being swept. Um, so they're going to have to pull a Red Sox 04 to come back uh, to win against Miami. Miami didn't even have a team at the time. It's, it's fun to watch that and see. And that's, that's that day. You know, those screenwriters are like, yeah, we did a good job with this. <laughs> Very nice. There's <laughs> a Cardinals fan that wrote that, too. Okay, second thing you need to be excited about, BYU Sports Nation bingo. It's back. Is back it's for the back. Wagner game. We will distribute that card as we feel appropriate to get you ready. Later in the week. For the Seahawks and the Cougars. Doesn't that just sound epic? The Seahawks visit the Cougars. When you say it like that, it, it really does. Inside BYU football <laughs> will be rebroadcast right after today's episode of BYU Sports Nation, including a segment with Mitch Matthews yeah. mic'd up. Elite audio. Not sure about well, his his and, designation of Disney movies, though. He and uh, Devon Blackman. Well, uh, Mitch Matthews said that Mulan is the greatest movie ever made. Not just Disney. Greatest movie ever made? Really? Let's really? get down to business. Thank you, Donny Osmond. You're welcome. Maybe that's why he made the reference. It's not the best movie ever made. Come on. <laughs> that's it's Shawshank Redemption. On Back to the Future Day? On Back to the Future Day. You can't call yeah. Mulan. Someone make a man out of that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I went there. Here are today's BYU we're, we're Sports Nation headlines. Some not so great news for Jimmer Fredette. Yahoo Sports reporting the San Antonio Spurs will waive Jimmer today. He scored four points, only played 26 minutes with the Spurs this preseason. What now for Jimmer? Jimmer! Pro- pro- probably Europe. Uh, hopefully another uh. NBA team gives him the shot, but four points in two games with the Spurs. If the Spurs can't make something out of Jimmer, I'm not sure anyone else can. So best of luck to Jimmer. He's going to play ball for a long time. It just depends where. NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport says Ravens coach John Harbaugh uh, says that Dennis Pitta is practicing today for the first time. So good, good news for the wannabe BYU Sports Nation co-host uh, for both of us that he is back out there on the practice field. That's great. And how about this? BYU's Adam Schefter, a.k.a. Bronco Mendenhall, <laughs> Tweeted out three hours ago, quote, congrats to Jordan Leslie, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars today, end quote. Uh, that information's not out, so Bronco breaking news, as you mentioned, is uh, the Adam Schefter. <laughs> ESPN gave out midseason awards. 
Tanner Mangum was named the third best freshman in the country. Not bad. BYU had the second best finish with the Hail Mary at Nebraska. Hmm, I wonder what the first was. Mm. As well as one of the best images of the year with Bronco Mendenhall crowd surfing after the Nebraska Amazing. Game. Also, SI.com gave out midseason awards. BYU won best Hail Mary. That's a category? <laughs> How about just best player, best finish? And Michigan State won best block punt to win a game against a rival. <laughs> Listen to this. BYU women's soccer still top five in the country in the latest NSCAA national rankings, but that's just part of a bigger story, Jerem. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Escucha. BYU is 19-0 at home in football, soccer, volleyball, and cross country. Undefeated at home in all the fall sports right now. Perfect. 19-0. Perfect. Unblemished. That is elite. Undefeated. That, that is elite. Is, that is elite. That's awesome. That's really, really good. And there's a good shot that that fin- that they finish undefeated. Football has two more home games. Volleyball has five or six left. Soccer has a handful. Cross country, I don't think it's hosting another one. They go undefeated at home. We should mention with Jordan Leslie, by the way, we don't know, but we think that that's the practice squad for just the Jaguars. Get the, get just get the door, the yeah, get your foot in the door, Get your foot in the door. Get noticed. Be around the league. Rise and shout as well. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Five wins, two losses for BYU football, and wide open expectations. I think we've done extremely well. Um, to be at 5-2 and two after seven games, uh, having not played with Taysom, and to see uh, Tanner emerge and play as well as he have. I think we've done really well, um, and I'm excited about our future. BYU can he become sound very excited about the future. Well, he's uh, tired. Five and two, he's tired. Uh, he's playing well. You can still be excited. excited and be tired, but the fact of the matter is, BYU can become bowl eligible with a win. That will happen against Wagner on Saturday, after facing the Yay! nation's toughest September schedule. BYU can become bowl eligible in October. That's pretty good. Did you expect that? I don't want to talk about bowl eligibility, though. I'm just saying when they got bowl eligible. It's more about when. Did you expect it mid to latter part of October? I didn't think about when BYU would get bowl eligible. I have higher aspirations. I'm not saying that that was your aspiration, but the fact that it's happening so soon this season, that's my point. So soon. So let's ask you today's Twitter question. Which is, how has BYU's 5-2 and two start changed your expectations for this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Matarama01 says, if you told me we would go 5-2 and two without our two best players, I, I wouldn't have bought it. I now expect them to win out. Wow. So okay. the expectations have totally changed uh, for at Matarama01. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. Sometimes you need to take a step back and examine the scene with the wide-angle lens. We always do. It's kind of like being on a hike. Jeremy, you went on a hike to the Y. Yeah, hike the Y with my weeblows, man. Yeah, okay. Your feet. Joseph you wa- Joseph kind of struggled. Kind of, He was behind. But Logan was the, the leader. He was good. Hey, we move as a yeah. team. Logan and Joseph included. Hey, yeah. It took us an hour to get up there. It took us 18 minutes to get down. <laughs> okay, well... So imagine that. The Weeblos are on a hike up to White Mountain. You've got your, your eyes set on your feet and the trail immediately in front of you. Okay? Every once in a while, however, you need to turn away from the path. And we did because they were tired. So we'd look down, and there was a great view, right? Yes. The view got progressively better. But we'd turn and look and go, hey, 
Two and two. All right. Three and two, four and two, five and two. Hey, pretty good. Change up your perspective. Yep. Soak yep. in the scenery. Yep. That is what we are doing today. Appreciate the entire journey in Bronco Mendenhall, although he was tired and didn't sound super uh, excited. excited about our future. He is doing just that. BYU five and two with Taysom Hill having played all of three quarters this entire season and Jamal Williams redshirting five and two with those guys playing the entire season would have been good. Right, Jerem? Yeah, I uh, yes, yes, because I called for eight and five out of this season uh, because it was so tough. Now BYU's done a nice job of winning four games that maybe they shouldn't have won. Nebraska and Boise State, obviously BYU makes great plays to win those. Call them whatever you want. They, BYU wins those games, and then in back to back weeks they go down fourteen and win. That's never happened in the Bronco Mendenhall era. We're talking about a lot of games. Uh, and BYU had never done that. So there are four wins of significance. Now BYU is 5-2. Does it affect uh, the expectations for the season? I'm thinking, I'm leaning on the higher side of 8 now than I, than I was before because BYU is 5-2 at this point. Wagner, 6. San Jose State, 7. Fresno State, 8. And then you try and get Missouri, Utah State, and bowl game to get over that eight number that I said before the season. They've exceeded expectations for me. People said I was crazy when I said, I think BYU can win 10 games, including the bowl game. I did not expect BYU to pull off those four wins in, in the manner they did. I thought BYU would win at home against East Carolina and Cincinnati. I wasn't sure that they would, you know, two and two I thought would be good. I think I was expecting like one and a half wins in September. Two was on the higher side of that. How do you win one and a half? With a backup quarterback and running backs by committee, BYU 5-2 and two through seven games. Here's the second point. BYU, as you pointed out, Jerem, is tied for the American Athletic Conference lead 3-0 with Temple and Houston. I think it was Robbie McCombs on uh, Twitter that I saw that after the game. BYU is uh, at the top of the American Athletic Conference at 3-0. <laughs> they Wins won over Connecticut, East yeah. Carolina, and Cincinnati. Yeah, they're doing well. They just need to play Memphis uh, again. Um, but it's, it's good. BYU last year lost all four in October. That was the slide. This That's year has won picture. three. Is going to win all four in October. It's going to be six and two. It reminds me of 2013. BYU was six and two with wins over Georgia Tech, Texas, Utah State, Boise State. That was good. Now, those teams weren't all crammed together in September. And it wasn't, they weren't all on the road. The BYU had some good home games there. But BYU went into November and needed to win some significant games at Wisconsin, at Notre Dame. They played Washington in the bowl game. They lost three of the last five. I don't see BYU doing this uh, in November and then in the bowl game. We'll see who BYU plays. But BYU's got an opportunity to get over eight. To me, anything over eight is exceeding expectations. Especially with the, with the, with too. the personnel. Tanner Mangum has played really well. In fact, he's played better than I, he, I thought he would. I said on this show that I thought he'd... Because he's a freshman, that BYU might lose one or two more games than they would have because of inexperience. So far, we haven't seen that. In fact, he's come back. He's shown way more than uh, I thought he would at this point. I th- we're seeing what I thought Tanner Mangum would look like next year, right now. Third point, wide-angle lens. BYU can still hit all of the program pillars Isn't that wild? set up by Bronco Mendenhall. 10-win season, top 25 ranking. They're two spots out right now with two losses seven games in. That's unprecedented for a BYU team. And that's a really high expectation. And a bowl game win. All three of those things, that's a fantastic season. How many of, I want to look, I'm going to go back and look. How many teams in college football do that every year? What's the average the last five? It's not a lot. Maybe, maybe. 15 or 20? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about, you're a really good program if you can do that. BYU is ahead of schedule. Because of that, for many of you, 
expectations have shifted. We take our conversation back to Twitter right now. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What or how, rather, has BYU's 5-2 and two start changed your expectations this season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Twiggy Stone says, Not really. I thought it was a good team. That they are still doing it with injuries is the amazing part. I think we can expect injuries uh, with football, but I didn't expect Taysom Hill to be one of those. At calm underscore spaghetti, the way BYU has won with Taysom Hill gone and in the fourth quarter makes it more fun to watch games. I expect resiliency from this team. The fact that BYU won those first two games in dramatic fashion, I feel plays a huge part into why BYU can get down by 14 and be like, we're okay. Because yeah. they have yeah. succeeded early. Absolutely. Not, they don't just have to really believe. dramatic. They don't like, just have you, to believe it. They've realized fourth it. Fourth down throws into the end zone like from 30-plus yards out. That's crazy. When that happens, it does something to a team mentally. Like, no, we're going to be okay. And luckily, BYU goes down 14, not on the road at East Carolina and Cincinnati, but at home. That makes it a little easier to fight back. And BYU can't afford to do that against San Jose State or Fresno State. And it won't happen, I don't think. At Mikey VP, I am much more confident that they will win out. Second win out tweet we have seen today on the show. I expected Taysom to do incredible things this year. Tanner Mangum is the surprise. He's been an amazing revelation. Now, I wonder with BYU fans, are you going to be disappointed if BYU doesn't win out? Because that, that's quite the only two losses. That would, be, that would be really good. Only nine teams last year finished with two losses or less the whole season. If BYU nine. wins out in the regular season, they will be a top 15 team going into their bowl game. That's really good. That's, that's, that's a really high standard. Also really good, having a Heisman Trophy winner on your show. We do that next. Ty Detmer rejoins the program. What does he think about Tanner Mangum's play as a freshman? This is BYU Sports Nation. The Heisman, baby. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use that hashtag, BYUSN. Friday night, 9 Eastern, live from the newly renovated Marriott Center. Boom shakalaka! The BYU Basketball Showcase. Boom shakalaka. That's right. The first chance to see the men and women's basketball teams, dunk contest, three-point shootout, skills competition, and a scrimmage. Check it out. Friday night, 9 Eastern. We're hosting this. Very excited about that. I do want to add a tweet real quick. At Laser Sheep, you guys still undefeated in Studio B. Us. I can only think of one loss that we've had in the how many shows? 566? When Glenn Kozlowski said when he was going to kiss you? Glenn Kozlowski said he was going to kiss me. I think we lost that day. <laughs> I think we all lost that day. Oh, no. That was a win for a lot of people. That was a winning moment for a lot of BYU Sports Nation So it's a tie? It was Iowa 91? Yes, that was the 91 Holiday Bowl. With with Ty Detmer? A perfect segue into our first guest of the day. Ty Detmer, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, NFL veteran, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Ty, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks a lot. We had one of our fans in Texas ask, uh, when are we going to see Ty in a Heisman House commercial? When's that going to happen, Ty? (laughs) I was in one a couple years ago, but uh, I guess I didn't do a very good job acting. I don't know. (laughs) You need to give yourself more credit. Uh, Let's start with uh, Tanner Mangum. On Media Day, Ty, you sat with me in Studio B, and you shared a great story about your experience with him in the 2011 Under Armour All-American game when you were on the sidelines as a mentor and coach. What was – everyone needs to hear this. What was it about that day that, that made you stop and say, wow, Tanner, he might be a special player? 
Well, I think uh, both the quarterbacks, either for the South team, I think it was the South team, uh, got hurt that day. And uh, so they they were kind of looking around like, what are we going to do? And so they had a guy run over to the other sideline and ask, uh, you know, ask the three quarterbacks over there if any of them wanted to come play on the South team. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden here comes Tanner Mangum, and I'd had a chance to meet him earlier and was like, Man, that's pretty uh, pretty impressive. A kid just wants to play, doesn't really know the offense. You know, he's uh, he's just going to come over and, and make the most of it. And so, you know, it uh, it kind of struck me as as uh, pretty cool that you know here's a guy that you, you know you're playing on national TV. You don't want to look bad, but here's a guy that just uh, enjoys the game, wants to play, and uh, is just going to go for it and, and make the most of it. What did you see then that you're kind of seeing now? Uh, that he's the quarterback at BYU. Well, he was, uh, you know, pretty polished as a thrower. You know, he, technique and uh, you know his accuracy, arm strength. He had he had all of that, and so um, and then you watch him, and and he understood when the coaches were kind of telling him, okay, here's what we're doing, here's this play, here's that, and he, you know, you could see that he understood football and he understood the game and. And then went out there and he actually executed pretty well, you know, going in and, and <laughs> picking up a playbook uh, day one. So, um, you know, he had a football mind and, and uh, understood the game. So that was fun to watch. Ty, I know you're busy coaching your own high school football team, but from what you've been able to watch of Tanner Mangum and BYU, how would you evaluate his play as a true freshman? Oh, he's uh, he's done awesome. You know, I mean, to come in off a of mission and, you know, people – a lot of people around the country kind of think, oh, well, that gave him two more years. He's older. He's more mature. And, and yes, he is uh, mentally. But uh, football-wise, you know, you, you take two years away from the game and all of a sudden you're thrown into the national spotlight. Uh, that can be pretty nerve-wracking. And, and he's been very poised and uh, gotten better each week, understanding, you know, what the offense is and and uh, his reads and, you know, adjusting to the different defenses. And then, uh, you know, you're starting to see some of his natural ability come out where he's just making plays, uh, you know, avoiding pass rush and, and eyes are still down the field and, and making plays. So, you know, he's been very poised and, uh, you know, it's, it's really remarkable what he's done uh, just coming in off a of mission. Ty, you're one of seven uh, with Tanner Mangum, freshman quarterbacks that have started a game at BYU. Uh, 88 came in behind Sean Covey. How would you compare Tanner Mangum as a freshman to you as a freshman in 88? Well, I had a redshirt year, so I, uh, you know, I, I had a year of kind of sitting and watching and then, uh, you, know, had, um, you know, had a few games where I was able to come in at halftime and, and a couple of them and then starting that first one, you know, it was uh, – you know, you're kind of wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, and and um, you know, it was. I think he's way further ahead, you know, than than what I were as a freshman. You know, I I only got to start the one game as a redshirt freshman, but um, you know, played in a lot of the others. But um, you know, he's he's way ahead of where I was just in. I think, uh, you know, command of the situation, playing smart and, uh, you know, not, not getting too crazy and, and uh, taking too many chances. He's kind of, you know, kept his game in it or kept his team in it all game long. Ty Detmer passed for over 15,000 yards in his career at BYU, College Football Hall of Famer, Heisman Trophy winner with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've been asking all of our members of BYU Sports Nation today, Ty, about their expectations. Now that BYU has started 5-2, and two, 
without Taysom Hill and without Jamal Williams, Tanner Mangum and this kind of this bevy of running backs, how has that changed your expectations for this team this season? Well, I think if you, you know, going into the season, you know, you kind of looked at it like, well, we've got a pretty veteran team. You know, we, uh, we've got senior quarterback. We've got a running back coming back. We've got all these pieces in place. We're catching Nebraska with the coaching change. We're catching Michigan with the coaching change. Uh, UCLA is going to have a different quarterback. You know, you, you kind of start looking at it going, well, we're, we're kind of built for that schedule uh, to start the season. And so, you know, he kind of felt like, man, if you know, if, if you could go, you know, three and one in the first four games or two and two, is probably everybody would probably be fine with that. But you know, all of a sudden you lose Taysom and you lose Jamal and you lose that experience. And and I think you, you look at it now, going, man, you know, it's a it's a pretty special season despite the the blowout to Michigan. You know, it been in every game and had a chance to win it. And and uh, I think you know, as a, a fan. Um, really happy with where they're at with with the situation they've been dealt and so um you know i think going forward the team's getting better the, the guys with that haven't had the experience that are playing or are stepping up and they're getting better each week and you know you get wagner coming in where you can kind of you know hopefully <laughs> catch your breath and get some <laughs> other guys playing time and and uh you know maybe get some of the the backups in the game a little bit just to, to build that depth going forward. So, you know, I, I really like where they're at and, and uh, the situation they're in, given all the circumstances and everything that's going on with it. Tig, uh, as a as a guy that, you know, emerged and became a starter, a guy like Bo Hodge is going to get an opportunity for a bunch of snaps against Wagner. Take us through the mindset maybe of a backup and a young guy uh, when he gets an opportunity to maybe shine because he is one play away. Yeah, and I think you know you kind of saw real, real inexperience, a real true freshman uh, in that uh, East Carolina game. You know, you come in and and uh, you're kind of you know excited and you're running around, and then you throw the one back across your body back into the middle of the field, and everybody in the country knows that's a no-no, including <laughs> Bo Hodge, and so. Uh, but it's just that excitement of being in the game and man, I want to make a play, you know? And so, um, that's a 18, 19 year old kid that's actually playing as opposed to Tanner Mangum, who's 2021, you know, with a little more seasoning and, uh, maturity behind him. So, uh, it'll be great for Bo to be able to get some playing time and to just go in and kind of calmly run the offense, not try to get too carried away, not get caught up in the moment and, and settle in and, uh, you know, hopefully get to see him make some plays that, that he's capable of. Talking with Ty Detmer now as we sit in Studio B. Ty, there's a good chance that you're going to see your nephew take some snaps against Wagner. How is, how is it to watch another Detmer play football at BYU? Oh, it's been uh, it's been awesome knowing that he's there and uh, being a part of the program and part of the university. You know, it's uh, it's been fun following him and, and hearing him talk about it a little bit. So, uh, you know, we're all excited. We know, you know, he's a work in progress, and and uh, you know, we also know that he can play and he knows the game and understands it. But you know, he needs some seasoning himself and a little maturity and. And uh, he's able to, to get that with Tanner and Bo sitting there ahead of him. And, and at some point down the road, you know, if, if he's called upon, he'll be ready to go in and play and, and play well. How does uh, Coy remind you of you, or maybe not? I don't know. 
Uh, he does a lot, you know, watching him play in high school. You know, he's kind of one of those guys that he's going to compete. You know, he's going to extend the play if it's not there and he doesn't like it. He's going to try to move around and extend the play. And then uh, he throws a very accurate ball. You know, he's got a good live arm. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, real similar, I think, in his style and in the fact that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna move around a little, create, but he also understands the game's gonna get it out of his hands quickly and, and try to get it to the playmakers. No one handed him or asked him for equipment or anything when he walked into the locker room like with you? Was that was that Nate Mickle? Is that that story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in Cleveland. I was uh I was in Cleveland and uh we just picked up a, a guy off of waivers and I'm sitting in the training room and he comes in and asks me for a pair of shoes. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm sure at some point somebody will ask little boy for, uh, for something. And if he's hanging in the equipment room, he'll, he'll blend right in. So well, I heard a story at BYU as well. I thought it was Nate Mickle that was in the locker room and he first showed up as a walk on and asked <laughs> you for some equipment at BYU. Did that happen as well? Uh, I don't remember it happened at BYU. I know it happened in Cleveland. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> It, uh, it probably did at BYU. No one, uh, I mean, I didn't look like much coming out of high school myself. So, um, <laughs> you know, little Corey fits right in that mold as well. But, you know, he's a competitor. He's a player. Ty, let's say that BYU does the improbable and goes on to win double-digit games. Ten games, they finish ranked. How would that compare to past BYU teams, given all of the circumstances that we have discussed for this year's team? Well, I think it would be, you know, a great season for BYU given the schedule and, and like you said, the circumstances surrounding the team and, and players with injuries. But, you know, I mean, that's what, um, that's kind of where BYU's kind of used to being, you know, is, is double digit or right there at it wins and a, a bowl game and, uh, that type of season. And I think, um, everybody in the program feels like that's what BYU's capable of or they wouldn't be, scheduling these types of games and, uh, you know, being independent and all those things. So, um, you know, I think everybody, if that happens, would be really excited and and really excited about the future of the program. It's interesting because BYU's uh, at the bench press and they put on more weight, but they expect to get the same amount of reps, right? You're hoping to win the same amount of games. It reminds me a little bit of 91, Ty, your um, senior season. You played three or four on the road and tough, Florida State neutral at UCLA, at Penn State, home to Air Force. Does that remind you at all of that, and was that season maybe more of a challenge because of the schedule? Well, it was uh, a little bit reminds me of that. You know, we'd lost a lot of players from the team before, and so we were a real young team and uh, and very inexperienced. And so it was, uh, you know, and then we opened up with three tough ones on the road, and, and so it was, uh, you know, kind of a tough opening going in, but as we played and started going you know we got better and better each week and the young guys were learning on the fly and so um you know we were excited to be able to win the whack at that time and to be able to go to a holiday bowl and and uh played iowa in the holiday bowl as you mentioned earlier and had a tie <laughs> with them and so um you know it, it ended up being a great season it was you know a learning process along the way and and similar to byu this year you know with the young guys playing now um you've got that that learning curve that's learn on the fly and uh guys are really stepping up and, and making plays on both sides of the ball ty detmer heisman trophy winning quarterback and an underrated hunter i hope you're finding time to do that by the way in your busy schedule ty <laughs> 
Not yet. We got a couple more games here, and uh, then hunting season will start after that. So you know, we're uh, we're having a good season down here. I'm coaching high school football, a little private school, and uh, we're seven and one. So we're we're uh, playing well and uh, looking forward to the last couple. Final question: Where's the Heisman Trophy right now? It's uh, I've got a little study, and it's on the little trophy case there in the in the study at the house. Polished? <laughs> uh, it doesn't get polished too much. No, <laughs> it doesn't get messed with too much either. It might be the the greatest paperweight ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a you know conversation piece when people come over. That's for sure. <laughs> Ty, great to talk to you as always. We appreciate the time. All right, have a great day. Ty Detmer on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He is the most beloved BYU athlete of all time. Truth. Yeah. Steve Young in a close second. Everyone loves Ty Detmer, man. When you have a rap at BYU of all places made about you, you've done something special. When you look like a team manager and you win the Heisman, you're the man. You're the man. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. And for the first time since 91... We're going to see Detmer at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That's going to be awesome. Pretty pretty cool. Coy Detmer Jr., how much will he play? Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue with some of your Twitter responses. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Tuesday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, sorry, on a Wednesday. I'm losing my mind, Jerem. Wednesday. I'm losing my mind. You out of your mind! We're in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Whatever day you tell it, it me it is, I'm going to just celebrate that day, okay? We're in Studio B. It's a weekday, right? It's one of those days. And it's, it's not, not Friday. a game day. And it's not a game day. But game day is <laughs> Saturday. Transition. BYU versus Wagner coming up live on BYU TV. Coverage begins at 2 Eastern on Canada to kick off. The game is live on this very air at 3 Eastern as well. Post game, game day replay at midnight Eastern, 10 Mountain. Our Wednesday Twitter question is, how has BYU's 5-2 and two start changed your expectations for this season? BYU Forever says, my expectations haven't changed that much. I expected to go 2-2 two two in September, then win almost every other game. But almost did you expect to game, do yeah. it without Taysom Hill? Well, who was expecting Taysom Hill Nobody. to be hurt? Nobody. I mean, we all kind of braced ourselves emotionally for that. But. but when that happened, did you think, yeah, BYU could win 10 games? No. No. 10 would be amazing from any quarterback. On any team. True. Right? Yes. 10 is a good number. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Reality check in the NBA. Yahoo Sports reporting the San Antonio Spurs will waive Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer scored four points in 26 minutes for the Spurs this preseason. Didn't really get much of a chance. Who knows? Well, maybe there's a reason he's not getting much of a chance. I don't know. You can't be in the league for four or five years and not get a, a shot. Come at, on. At Aaron K32 chimes in on Twitter, says, Can we have a mini therapy session today to mourn the end of Jimmer's NBA career? I'm tired of all the therapy sessions we've been having to have. Luckily in football, not, not as many. But, yeah, it stinks, man. Jimmer Fredette, one of the most beloved BYU athletes as well. Uh, in in its history, maybe number two there, uh, number one for this generation for sure. Unfortunately, the NBA hasn't worked out, and it's tough because national player the, is that as good a player as BYU can produce, Jimmer Fredette. 
I think so. 28 a game, National Player of the Year. He was the Naismith National Player of the Year. He was amazing. He was the second greatest player in BYU history to me. I I still think Danny Angel is a better player. He stole the show when BYU was playing on the mountain. The 6'2 white guy from Utah stole the nation. Like, what? What? That was amazing in college basketball. Rare is the Jimmer Fredette story. So he's going to play hoops for a long time. It just depends where. I hope that he succeeds wherever he goes. Maybe he gets an NBA shot. Maybe it's Europe, and then he can come back or not. Lives like a king. He can be the king of Spain. You know who the king of Spain right now is? J.C. Carroll. Utah State. At Utah State. Similar kind of game. Jimmer is a better player um, you know, in college, but maybe as a pro, there's something to going and playing in Spain. Talk to Ty Haas. Go figure it out uh, in Spain. Tyler, by the way, has played two games already. We'll update you in the Cougar Whip on how he's doing. Let's continue with the headlines. NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport says Ravens coach John Harbaugh says Dennis Pitta will practice for the first time today that he's been making a push. This is very good news. That's great. For the future BYU Sports Nation host. Sorry, future or wannabe? <laughs> wannabe. Okay. Also, BYU's Adam Schefter, a.k.a. Bronco Mendenhall, tweeted out three hours ago. Congrats to Jordan Leslie signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars today. That information is not out yet. So Bronco Mendenhall is the Chris Mortensen, Adam Schefter of mm-hmm. uh, BYU Sports Information. I'm going to tell guess. him. I would do an interview with him on Friday. I will let him know that, hey, look, you broke the news to all BYU fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it coming, man. You should break (laughs) more news with stuff. ESPN gave out some midseason college football awards. Tanner Mangum named the third best freshman in the country halfway through the season. BYU has the second best finish and second best play of the season for that Hail Mary at Nebraska. And Bronco Mendenhall's image of him crowd surfing in Lincoln in the locker room, one of the top images of the season as well. Jordan Leslie has also confirmed that this has indeed happened. His last six or seven tweets, as I'm looking from the last two hours, have confirmed, yes, he's signed with the Jaguars. Although he never said it. He just, con- he just retweeted people saying congrats. Women's soccer remains number five in the latest N- NSCAA national rankings. They play two on the road this week. Let's get some more basketball into the show today. I remember hearing about Nick Emery for the first time when I think he was in seventh or eighth grade from one of the assistant coaches at Lone Peak High School saying, Dude, he's coming and playing with the varsity team as a 13-year-old and embarrassing guys. And I was like, who? And Jack, it's Jackson Emery's little brother, Nick. He's going to be amazing. Well, now we turn the page. Nick Emery is beginning his freshman season post-mission as a BYU basketball player. A few days ago, I had a chance to go all-access with him one-on-one. Nick Emery, BYU basketball on BYU Sports Nation. Nick, eight practices in, and I think there's a lot of speculation that this – this might be a special group, this BYU basketball team with balance and depth and defense getting better. And How do you see it eight games in with this specific group? I think this group is competitive as ever. You know, I think that's what's going to win us games this year is we like to get after it. And having Kyle and Chase as, as leaders and them pushing us every practice, it makes us better as, as freshmen and sophomores. We're a young team, but we like to compete. What is the best part about playing with a guy like Kyle Collinsworth and a senior like Chase, what do they do for you specifically? You know, they, they mean the world to me because, I mean, they're always helping me, getting me in the right positions, telling me when I can and can't shoot, you know, because the college level is a different level um, than high school. Everything's uh, more uh, fast and everyone's stronger, and it, it's, a, it's kind of awakening. Um, but I, I'm, I'm blessed with those two as guards, and I'm, I'm grateful for them coming into my freshman year. From the time that you got home from your mission to today, where do you feel like you've improved the most in your game? 
I feel like I've just gotten everything back from what I had before. You know, I've improved, obviously, my ball handling so I can play a little bit more guard. And uh, my shot's coming back now. That's, that's one thing you do lose. But um, I feel like everything's coming back to me. And I just got to keep, keep working hard. How deep is your range? I think that's a big question. Like, how, are, you, are you confident from inside the half-court line? I would say I'm very confident within the half-court line. If it's a good shot, you know, if it's at the end of the half or something. But, you know, it's, it's all around in our defense. If, if I'm open, I'm going to knock it down. If I'm not, then I'm going to get the guy next to me an open shot. How was the Spain trip beneficial for you to play four games with your current teammates and this team? It was huge. Um, I, I came off an injury, and that was the first week I was back. And so it was a little bit, a little bit tougher but, you know, playing with those guys and getting that team chemistry down, I think that's going to be a huge thing going into this year. Yeah, explain to me the foot injury. You, you Instagrammed out a picture and I think grossed out all of BYU Sports Nation collectively, but also fascinated them. Uh, what, what happened there and, and how is it now? You know, just being a college student, you just want to have fun with your friends. And uh, I, I fell on a rock and cut my foot pretty good. And uh, I was very, very fortunate that the bone didn't break, but... I was out for about a month and a half and uh, just blessed to be back. Okay, so when, when, when it happens, what's going through your mind? First thing was what was Coach Rose thinking, you know? <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, but, you know, Coach Rose was great, and uh, obviously he wasn't too happy, as any coach would be, but he, he was supportive and uh, knew that we would get through it and knew that I would fight back even harder than I did before. I know that you're an offensive-minded guard and, and you like to distribute the ball and you like to shoot the three, but your brother is one of the greatest defensive players to ever put on a BYU basketball uniform. What advice has he given to you as you approach uh, your first full-paced collegiate season? You know, it's hard because I'm very offensive mentality, you know, and I like to score the ball and having him as a defensive coach kind of makes it hard because it's a, it's a balance. But having him, you know, coach me and uh, – telling me positioning and you know the coaches here have done a great job and uh you know it's just a it's a team effort and I think Jackson plays a big role of what we do here um the way he played defense is get after it and always in the lanes and you know Jackson has influenced us today playing defense it's no secret that he's competitive and that you're really competitive as well so who who's the guy that's the most competitive out of the Emory brothers you know I would say in high school I would be more competitive. Um, in college level, I'm still trying to figure out where I can be competitive, where I can't be competitive, so I kind of keep my head. But I think, I think we both are very competitive in what we do, and we're both good at what we do, and that's, you know, that's what we've got to keep going and help the team win. Where does this team need to improve the most before game number one against Utah Valley on November 13th? You know, we've been really focusing on defense, and I think we, we've been great at it and uh, continuing to, to pressure the ball and to get in the lanes and still and, you know, help the helper. And I think defense is going to be our big thing this year, and we're working really hard for it. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun year. I've had a few people ask me about the new fashions within college basketball, and you see Chase Fisher wearing this stuff and, and the full leggings <laughs> and whatever. What, what is it about that that – that helps a basketball player? Well, first off, the, the long sleeves is because I have a, a condition, and so it keeps me warm. Uh, you have a reason, but does everybody else have, have a reason? reason? But I don't think Chase has a reason for that, so I, you can get after him for that. But, you know, it's, I think it's just a trend. I think, I mean, going, growing up, everything has a, a time, and I think the leggings are the time now. And, you know, it actually helps. You know, it keeps me warm, and it keeps I mean, players warm, so it's just the, the times.
For those that aren't aware of uh, your surgery and what you were dealing with in, in your blood flow, give us a 15-second idea of, of what happened and, and how it was fixed. So I have thoracic outlet syndrome. I had two ribs removed to kind of open up my, my circulation. And, uh, you know, it's taken away the pain, but I still get really cold when I play and when I exercise. And so that's why I wear the long sleeves. Fair enough. You just, you just you get warmed up, literally, right? You when get you... warmed up when I start wearing those long sleeves, so it helps. Okay. Hey, Nick, thanks for the time, man. Good luck to you. Anytime. Thank you. Nick Emery, BYU basketball freshman guard. He's the guy, Jerem. He's the guy that you want to just to come in, and it's, he, he has that look in his eye like, I'm better than you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I have two rest, less ribs than you. And what? I'm sti- and I'm still better than wow. you. Wow. So he gets cold easier. I think that he is going to have a big impact on the season. At some point, insert it into the starting lineup. I don't think at the beginning. But he is a feisty dude that will step on your throat if he needs to. I love it. He's an, You can see how nice he is. He is mean on the court, and I you love it. You need that guy. You need that guy. Up next, BYU spotting opposition 14 points in each of the last two football games. Big deal? No deal. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. As always, if you miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV, 6 p.m. Eastern. We got you covered. That's right. And if you missed Inside BYU Football last night, you can watch it right after the show at 1 Eastern time today. Uh, Celebration, you know, from winning another game at home. (laughs) There was a light broken in the (laughs) locker room. Uh, you know, Powerade poured on Bronco in there. <laughs> um, fun stuff. Mitch Matthews, Devon Blackman uh, singing and discussing the movie Mulan. You're not going to get that kind of access anywhere else. Check it out right after show 1 Eastern time. Jerem, the dill pickle is back out, and that can only mean one thing. That's right. It's time to play Big, Big deal. deal, No Deal. No Brady deal. Industries, the sponsor, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Tanner Mangum playing versus Cincinnati at 70%. Big deal. Uh, Cincinnati, to me, was a good team, and he had to come back in that game. BYU is trailing in the fourth quarter, and Tanner Mangum is not 100%, and they still win. I thought it was a gutsy performance from Tanner Mangum. I say no deal because he played. You know what? If he, was, if he hadn't have played, then it would be a big deal to me. But... Tanner Mangum at 70% greater than, than any other quarterback, basically, at 100%. But it's not a big deal that he played hurt and BYU won that I'm game? I'm taking it from a different angle. Taking it from a different angle. I just, I just, you know, they won. They won. Tanner's fine. He's still healthy. Winning is always a big deal. I didn't say that winning wasn't a big deal. How can I, can I not have a different opinion? You know what? Don't answer that question. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU spotting last two opponents 14 points. This is a big deal because if you're on the road, you're probably not going to win in the same manner. It's a lot easier when the rock's making noise and you got the uh, you know 90s rap coming out of the speakers or whatever. BYU goes down 14 twice and wins. They benefited from that. They can't keep doing this. They can't hope to win on Hail Marys. They can't go down 14 and hope they win. That's their calling card, and they have. But I'm telling you, you're going to get burned at some point. On, on this type of situation. The burning so already happened. Again. The burning already happened at UCLA. But it wasn't in the – BYU led. It was a different uh, paradigm for that game. I'm saying at Utah State, you can't go down 14 and expect to win. Tougher, that's, certainly, what, that's what I'm saying. Certainly tougher to do on the so road. So it's a big deal that BYU came back. Every game 14. has its own identity, though. 
Like BYU, but you've had two that they won. The no, same, it's no deal because BYU more. won. BYU won those games. No deal to me because they won. Again, winning is a big deal every time. But that's not the question. It's about whether or not they go down by fourteen you points. Said they that won, is a big so it's deal. not a big deal. I just exactly. heard one and no deal, and that does not compute. Oh, man, bracket matrix. man, you man, you spin words. You spin words. It's a sports talk radio show. We spin <sighs> discs, not, not discs, but words. <laughs> we spin discs. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, big deal, no deal. Spurs wave Jimmer for debt. Oy. Big deal because this might be the end of the NBA for Jimmer Fredette. I said a couple months ago during the summer that I thought if the Spurs, if the Spurs can't do something with Jimmer, then I I think that his uh, time in the NBA is over. Unfortunately, it looks like that's the case. Now I hope that some NBA team sees something and Jimmer gives them a shot. But he has not been a productive player the last few years. I love Jimmer Fredette. I personally tremendous, very likable, unbelievable BYU career. But it, as an analyst, I look at the situation. I go, it looks like he's going to Europe. This is a big deal because Jimmer is now a journeyman in the NBA. Four teams, four seasons. Not and this what was a cup of coffee. It anybody barely thought it would happen. He will not have played in the regular season for the Spurs. It's a cup of postum. Excuse yeah, this me. is this is a big deal a because Jimmer now faces a scenario where it's like, hey, he's played on four different teams and he hasn't been able to stick. Will somebody else give him that shot now that he has? The journeyman reputation. If the Spurs can't figure it out, I really worry for Jimmer Fredette in the NBA. Number four. Big deal, no deal. This just in from inside BYU football. Mitch Matthews and Devon Blackman believe Mulan is an elite Disney movie. Uh, Again, there's something elite with Mitch Matthews, and I think the answer is no. Is an elite movie? He's not. He didn't qualify it as among Disney movies. The greatest Disney of all time is Avengers. I think you're going out on a limb there, Jerem. It's owned by Disney. There was no discussion of animation. Twitter mob attacked Jerem for him claiming that Avengers is the greatest Disney movie ever. It's the greatest Disney movie ever. You know what the greatest? The the next greatest Disney movie? Star Wars, December 18th. (laughs) If you're talking animation, I go Lion King. For a couple months more, it will be Avengers. Yeah. I I probably go Lion King or Toy Story. Mulan? Come on. What's the greatest Disney movie overall? Jerem says Avengers. I want to hear what everybody else has to think about this. Did I declare? Yeah, uh, big deal, no deal. Big deal because it's not. Where does Remember the Titans fit into this conversation? I I don't know. Sunshine, tell us. I say this is a big deal because it made it into big deal, no deal. (laughs) And we're talking about it. (laughs) Number five. Big deal, no deal. It's Back to the Future Day. Of course it's a big deal. In Back to the Future 2, they identify this date, October 21st, 2015, at 4.29 p.m. This is a, it's a fun day. Back to the Future is a fantastic movie. The second one is pretty good. The third one wasn't very good. I still own the trilogy. I still might watch it tonight before or after Weeblos again. If any of you say this is, no, this is a big deal, first of all, if any of you say this is a no deal, then I'm not sure we can, we can take our friendship to that, that next tier level. This has been a tremendous movie. Like we, can, we can be friends. Star Wars but, trailer. But not best friends. Han Solo prequel directed by the Lego movie guys and Back to the Future Day. I know, listen, Wagner Week, Star Wars Week. Big, Big deal. deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Up next. How about some of your movie responses? I hope we have those. And our elite tweet of the day. Tyler Haas stats for two games. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it.
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Jimmer! Yahoo Sports reports the San Antonio Spurs will waive Jameer Frederick today. Jimmer scored four points in 26 minutes for the Spurs this preseason. Good luck to Jimmer, whatever happens. Cougars in the NFL. NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport says Ravens coach John Harbaugh saying that Dennis Pitta will practice for the first time, making a big push to get back in that scheme. Great news for Dennis. Also, BYU Sports Nation's Adam Schefter, a.k.a. Bronco Mendenhall, (laughs) tweeted out three hours ago, congrats to Jordan Leslie, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars today. That has been confirmed by Jordan. Football. ESPN gave out some midseason awards. Tanner Mangum was named the third-best freshman. BYU has the second-best finish with the Hail Mary at Nebraska, as well as one of the best images of the year with Bronco Mendenhall crowd surfing. After the Nebraska game. Also, SI.com handed out midseason awards. BYU somehow won best Hail Mary. Soccer. BYU women's soccer remains ranked fifth in the latest NSCAA national ranking. Still haven't given up a goal at home. Golf. The ladies are tied for second at the Rainbow Wahine Invitational. Brooklyn Anderson Hawker is in first at four under. The tournament continues through Thursday. Men's basketball. In two games thus far for Rio Natura, Monbus Obradoiro, CAB. That was awesome. The friends of the basketball, whatever. <laughs> Didn't we call it the, the workshop? What's it yeah, called? Workshop. The workshop. Yeah. Tyler Hawes playing for the workshop, averaging 10.5 points per game, couple of rebounds. He's shooting 66% from three in 21 minutes of play per game. Tennis. The men's team competes in the USTA ITA Mountain Region Championship beginning today through Saturday. Future guests include John Beck, BYU basketball assistant Quincy Lewis, Aaron Fletcher, Corbin Kafusi, Merrill Hodge, Jeff Benedict of Sports Illustrated, award-winning author. Man, our producer Ben Bagley is doing work. He is. He always does doing work. work. But Today's especially this week. Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to Dennis Pitta. Good luck, Dennis, as he gets back to practice after that second hip injury. Our Twitter question today, how has BYU's 5-2 and two start changed your expectations for this season? The elite tweet of the day <laughs> has nothing to do with this. From Laser Sheep says, by far the biggest win in Studio B was Jerem Jordan getting his head shaved. Second would be the confetti. That was definitely a loss for everybody because he had to see me for months after that. Nine or, it took like nine weeks to get my hair back. That was definitely a loss. For all of our guests, thank you. Tight end Nick Emery. And for Jeremiah I'm Spencer. We give our shout-out to Kane Kuofril. Download the podcast on iTunes. BYU Sports Nation is back to work tomorrow at noon.